Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Well, it is another week and another week of Landry Football's Conference Call. We take you through the world of college football and the NFL, and this is SEC football and beyond. Uh, It is the beginning of May, May 4th. We started the month of May on Friday, and we are – I hope it's interesting. The month of April went by – pretty fast. The month of March just kind of slowed by. Be curious to see as we're heading towards uh, a time where June 1st we're getting some discussions around college athletics about, uh, well, first of all, around the country. We've got states that are opening up and some that are uh, close to opening up. We've got some words that some schools are looking to open up for the athletes as early as June. We're going to keep you up to date on that. And certainly the hope, and, and for me at least, the um, the hopes and prayers of what may happen going forward is that we can not only open up, but that we can maintain um, an opening, a safe opening for our athletes. Because what I want more than anything is for, like everyone, for things to get back into normal, safe normal, for everyone in their world and in the world that I live in, in the football world, that we can get back to playing football, but we can stay playing football and focus on a great season, albeit a very disruptive off season. When you think about it, the world of football has been affected less than anybody. Um, Baseball's currently in their season, hasn't started yet, and we're in May. Uh, Basketball is right there in the midst of their playoffs right now. They had to stop well into, you know, towards the end of their season. Hockey, same thing. Um, You know, golf has been affected. Tennis has been affected. You name it. Um, Soccer worldwide has been affected. So everyone's been affected. You know, in football, our spring practice has been affected. Our recruiting has had to be adjusted on the college end. The NFL side, 
Yes, our OTAs have been squashed, but we've had free agency. We've had the draft. We are very, very fortunate in football. Now, let's hope and believe that we can, because hope's not a strategy. Let's have the strategy, of course, to get back and to get back safely and to create an op, uh, an opportunity to where we can get in some summer work and get ready for a season and get back to some sense of normalcy for our country, but certainly in the world of football, try to get a full season in where it's not distracted. So we're going to get a couple of interesting comments made by some athletic administrations. We're going to get into that, and then we've got uh, – bunch of uh, recruiting news that uh, have taken place around the SEC. Big, big week for Tennessee in particular, but a lot of notes uh, around the conference that we want to get into. A reminder, this podcast is brought to you by our great folks at 401k Generation. If you've got a business and you wish to set up a 401k or if you left a job and let's say you want to uh, – take your 401k and you wish to roll it over to an IRA, whatever the options are that can be explained to you clearly what's the best situation for you, the person that can ask you the right question, just like you get your medical checkup, you want to make sure that you get your final check, a financial checkup. And the best place to do that is with the folks at 401k Generation and Eddie Rojas. They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you regardless of where you're listening to this podcast. 1-866-998-5879 is the number to call or text them today. And if we can help you promote your business, promote your brand, we can absolutely figure out how to do that. All you got to do is go to contact Chris at LandryFootball.com. Send it to me, and we will absolutely get that done for you. Make sure you're listening to this podcast, uh, going to your phone each and every day, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you sign up for your podcast, go to Landry Football's conference call, uh, and they can absolutely um, make sure this podcast as well as the Pro Football Podcast is uh, going to you. So what do we got going on LandryFootball.com is the last thing I wanted to mention here is we certainly got our notebooks every day, which is kind of a staple of what we do, has a lot of information of what's going on around the college and program, the college game, recruiting information, anything related to obviously the potential season, start of the season, what have you. We'd be we're certainly um, reacting to guys that are still heading into NFL camps or will be heading into NFL camps. We're also talking about guys that are coming back in the college game and how that shapes up and how that looks um, players to look out for. But we And we do that in the pro side. We certainly have uh, the reaction to the draft and the utilization of personnel, the signing of free agents, and you know Andy Dalton gets signed, and we, we've got the details on that, how that came about. Um, uh, you know, all the transactions that are normal, but – also, again, players to look out for. We cover that every day, all year round, seven days a week. But we're working on a lot of things that we think you're going to like a lot. College football team previews, roster analysis, um, recruiting information, recruiting boards, uh, NFL position-by-position breakdowns of rosters, 
uh, an early look at the 2021 draft, you name it. Um, we've got it all for you. Keep coaches to look out for uh, in, in, the, in the college and NFL landscape. We've got all of that for you. And so it's basically like we try to, uh, to frame it. Being a member of LandryFootball.com is like owning an NFL team. It's like uh, you can't own a college program, but if you were someone that wanted to have essentially a general manager that is helping you understand everything from players, teams, coaches, schemes at the college and NFL level, uh, you you can be the owner, and we're the person that provides that information to you. But the difference is – Instead of a large, large amount of money, it's less than $5 a month to get access. No, it's not a subscription to some magazine, some website that you're going to get somewhere else. It's a subscription to information, a membership. It's a salary, if you will, of less than $5 a month. That's going to get you on the inside of the pro game, the college game, and, uh, and it's what I do. It's what I do for NFL teams and college programs, obviously in much greater detail. But we can surmise it for you, give you the information that's relevant, so you can be the smartest person in the room of which you enter into. So check it out. Take advantage of our scouting season offer today, um, and you'll be all set. We can't get to everything in these podcasts, so we want to make sure you take advantage of that. So. Kind of heading up the discussions, a couple of comments that were made recently, one by Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby that said that we'll be very, very lucky to start on Labor Day weekend and get through a football season without disruptions. He mentioned that the virus comes roaring back in the traditional flu and virus season um, in November, December, you know, through March. I wonder if we're going to get the basketball season in is what he said. Uh, And that's a legitimate question. Um, it's one thing that I have thought about, and I have posed a question rhetorically because I don't know that anyone, including the medical experts, can answer it, is if we get to a start of a season, what's the likelihood that we can finish it without disruption? What's the likelihood that we're going to uh, – how are we going to deal with players that will get it because here's the way I look at it if everybody goes in into their camps and we're getting ready for the season how do you do it do you quarantine players I mean can you really do that how do you do it is it mandated I realize it's going to be to some degree state by state but pretty much by June by July let's say everyone will have some hey, we're going to reopen the state back in certain circumstances. But then how does the state deal with any reactions or repercussions from maybe coming back that might be a spread, if you will, a respread or, 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 or you know, a, um, a, the, the proper term, I guess, would be a, a second wave? How do we deal with that? So my, my question rhetorically has always been, okay, a person gets it at, you know, a school. Hey, look, they can't they can't start early in the Pac-12, but we're going to start in one conference at say in the SEC. What happens if a player at Mississippi State gets it? Then it's through the team, 
It's the team trainers, the team doctors that are treating other people. Does it spread? You know, can we contain it? Do players get violently sick? Is it something that can be easily quarantined? Do we have to stop everything? And re- Well, it, it, again, it's not about just, hey, let's get back, let's play, let's all put it behind us. What's going to happen? How do we handle these situations? And it's a question, I think it's a good question, I don't have the answer to, and I'm curious to see how it plays out because I don't think anybody wants to get back into some sense of normalcy. I think everybody wants to do that. But I think people want to do it safely and want to know that we're not going to have to go back and be back in the same boat we were before. Uh, It seems like there's some concerns about it. Now, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, said that the football season can be played even if some schools are not ready to participate. Well, I think that is absolutely true. It can. But – would he, and, and we can have the discussion on how how um, relevant will the season be, how, um, you know, we can sit here and say, well, it doesn't matter if the Pac-12 plays because nobody's good enough to win the national title in the Pac-12. Well, you know, maybe not. Maybe that's why you play the games to know for sure. But based upon recent history, that would be true. But what if, what if somebody in one of those leagues, one of those teams, knocks off a team in contention? It could have an effect. I guess the point is, is you know, we in a sport that's lived with a lot of asterisks by it. I guess it wouldn't be the first time. But I do think that there would be uh, some question of legitimacy of a season if only a few conferences played, and then. What do you do then? What do you do with the bowl season? Well, that's fine, but if you don't have a conference or two that are not playing, well, then who are you playing the bowl game against? You really not not going to be playing against the teams in your own conference. What if you don't even have three or four conferences playing? How are you going to even have bowl games? You're going to have to eliminate that. You're going to have a playoffs. Well, they're going to have a playoffs. Well, you just vote who's been the best of who's played. Again. Think about that in terms of the legitimacy of the season. But let's get by that, and let's just say that we do have a couple of leagues, big leagues, small leagues, combination that don't play. Again, my question is, the ones that do play, how long can they play? Can they get through the season? I'm not questioning whether they can or not. I am asking the question, how do we make it so? How do we make it so they can stay? and participate, and be there all year long. That's what I want to know. That's what It is, I think, a better chance, don't you think, that we can start the season in a reasonable time frame? That may be an easier task than getting through the season. See, as long as we're having the stay-at-home or the gradual release from stay-at-home, that's easy to control the virus then if you get people to, you know, to practice social distancing. How much more difficult is it going to be to limit the spread when everybody comes back together? And there is nowhere, nowhere that I'm aware of, no work environment is along the lines of playing sports. Nowhere are you more in each other's space than in a locker room, showering together, practicing. So if one guy gets it, they're all getting it. Now, young guys, healthy guys, 
maybe they're getting it, and maybe it's not that. Maybe it's coal-like symptoms, and it's not that. I don't know. Maybe it's really bad. I mean, there's been some young people that have gotten it and have had difficulty. Some haven't. guess it's going to depend, again, on their medical history, even though they're fit enough to play college football, <clears throat> pro football. You know, which, you know the, the ability to spread uh, or the, the, the threat of spreading is so great that it's going to happen. So I think that's interesting, and I hope that, that uh, there's obviously going to be plans. I I'm, know there's going to be concerted efforts to make sure that the medical staffs of these college programs are in going to be in place to try to prevent the spread. But let me also bring this up. If you have a conference or two that doesn't play, is the powers that be that run certain conferences, let's just say like the SEC, are they going to call down to the – because you know what the national narrative is going to be. Oh, yeah, you know – Two conferences, they shut it down for the safety of the players, but conferences A, B, and C are going to play. They don't care as much about the players. That's how it's going to be, you know, framed. And then you're going to have a lot of, you know, fear-mongering of the and, – and it might be legit, but whether it's legit or not, there's going to be a lot of fear placed into – to, hey, look, it's really not healthy for these guys to be playing, yada, yada, yada. And it may be true, or may not be, but you know that's the narrative that's going to be out there. So how quickly do you see parents of players that are going to schools and the conferences that are continuing, how much, how long before you think they're going to say, hey, I, look, if they're not playing out in the Pac-12, they're not playing out this conference, I, I in the Big 12, I'm not going to sit there and, let my kid play SEC ball. How do you think that's going to play out? I think that that's going to be real interesting to see how, because um, I, that's where I think the 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 necessity of of all for one buying in is going to be big, and that and the lack of leadership in college football is going to hurt that. See, not going to have this problem in the NFL. They're going to be all in, or they're going to be all out. I mean, they're going to be all in on whatever decision they make. The lack of leadership in college football is going to create some divisiveness in this process if all five don't decide to play, and it's going to be created as a negative to some degree, and some people may not care, but it's going to have – some divide within, and then you you know there's this narrative of players need to be paid, they're not paid, and what players are going to get up and say, wait a minute, I'm not running the risk of catching this by playing. I'm not going to do it. They're not doing it. And you know they're going to be lawyers willing to sue if someone says, you know, take your scholarship away if you don't play or something. It's going to be real interesting to see how this plays out. It really is. I'm bringing up a lot of things because I don't know the path that it's going to take. And I do think there's bigger issues in college football because a lack of leadership, lack of oneness that is the NFL. And it's the one thing 
that as college football really rises to what I think is the second most popular sport in our country behind the NFL, um, I think it lacks the leadership that could create in a, in a catastrophic situation like this a real, real problem. So we'll see how some of this plays out. Now onto the field. Some transfer news. Former Mississippi State redshirt freshman uh, tackle Pravon Jones transferred to Illinois. Illinois is surprised with a ball berth last year, doing so in large part of the strength of working the transfer market. Uh, Lovey Smith doing a good job. I mean, Jones is 6'4", 280, just the latest fresh race to throw in to the Illini over the past few months. He's redshirted as a true freshman in Starkville. Um but uh, they've got some really good – I mean, they had uh, Christian Bell from Alabama. They had Blake uh, Gersatti from Walford, really an uh, FCS All-American. Uh, Desmond Dan from New Mexico State and Brian Hightower from Miami. So uh, they're getting a little bit of momentum as a transfer-type program at Illinois. Former Mich- Mississippi State redshirt junior Katon Thompson is transferred to Virginia. You knew that it was only a matter of time. The run-style run quarterback – uh, RPO type guy is not was not going to be a fit for Mike Leach. Uh, 6'4", 225, headed to Virginia. And uh, he's eligible to play immediately as a graduate. And uh, we'll look to see. Obviously, with no offseason, what's the likelihood it could take over for Bryce Perkins? Don't know. We'll see how this plays out. Did not play in the game last year. He'll at least be in the mix. We'll see uh, how much of a camp they can have uh, how much camp anybody can have to allow him to get his foot uh, in the door there Troy redshirt freshman quarterback Gavin Screws has entered the transfer portal 62210 um, good looking kid curious to see certainly can help somebody out uh, at the uh, FCS level and former Harvard redshirt senior offensive line Liam Shanahan is transferred to LSU as a graduate um, the offensive line, of course, was gutted at LSU with Sequad Charles and Damian Lewis and Lloyd Cushenberry all selected in the draft. Shanahan, 6'5", 270. Uh, he can compete for a starting job. He's got really good feet. He's a graduate transfer, smart kid, Harvard kid, obviously. He can play immediately. So it'll be interesting to see, what, if any, uh, contributions he can make. Former Missouri Redshirt junior defensive tackle Darvin Holmes transferred to New Mexico State. Um Four-star signing by Mizzou, left the football program. It's another four-star guy that just did not quite um, uh, cut the mustard there. And over, I guess, some big news this week um, in Tennessee, and what they were able to put together was very, very impressive uh, week that they had. <clears throat> Received the verbal from four-star wide receiver Julian Nixon, 6'4", 225 was considered a strong lean towards the Vols. Uh, it's been kind of considered the favorite for him for a while. He considered LSU, Auburn, Ohio State, Florida, but he's headed to Tennessee. Uh, <clears throat> really good as an on-the-ball player. can Big catch radius, can high point the ball. Tennessee also getting a verbal from five-star linebacker Terrence Lewis. 6'1", 198. Um, Nebraska, Alabama, LSU, A&M, Penn State with the other folks that were, he was considering. Brief commitment with Florida last winter, uh, but the Opelika, Florida native, is now headed to East Tennessee and to play for the Vols. Instinctually, this guy's a really advanced player. 
Tennessee's been crushing it big time this week. Uh, they also got, um, you know, the, the, the commitment with Dylan Brooks, you know, who, who committed last week. Um, and then also got a verbal commitment from four-star defensive back Kamar Wilkinson. Um, it was a commitment from Florida from November through March. Backed off that pledge. Alabama, USC, Auburn, Michigan, Georgia, also very high on him. Uh, he was able to uh, – Tennessee was able to get him. So it's really, really good start for Tennessee. And they have entered that area now where uh, they're not quite where Georgia is recruiting-wise, uh, but can they approach where – begin to approach where Florida is. If they can start getting consistent top five recruiting classes at Tennessee and continue to build on their culture – and, and development, look out. Uh, then that's when we can see Tennessee start to make some some real inroads. Some other recruiting news: uncommitted three-star cornerback Tyreek Chapel is uh, Chappelle has announced his uh, will announce his pledge in July. A uh, and M, Tennessee are among the SEC schools along with Pitt, Michigan, and West Virginia for the six-one, 180-pounder. Uh, Ole Miss, Baylor have also been in the running as well. Philadelphia native, uh, a top 15 prospect in the state of Pennsylvania for the 2021 cycle. Texas received the verbal commitment away from A&M. Jordan Thomas, three-star defensive end, 6'4", 235. The Horns was able to beat out A&M for him. Um, Port Arthur, Texas native, really good-looking player. Um, very, very raw, but can really run very, very athletic. Uncommitted four-star defensive tackle, Victory Vaca, will announce his pledge on May 4th, uh, um, which is uh, today. Um, and uh, he had a, a December commitment he was floating, but it looks like he's moved it up. And uh, Florida, Texas A&M are finalists for the Westlake Village, California native. He's a top 200 overall prospect in this class. Florida State, Michigan, uh, Oregon, or the in uh, the, the other schools that are in the uh, final uh, for the 6'3", 305-pounder. So we should have a word for you on uh, the show tomorrow if he does go indeed with his commitment. Uncommitted four-star athlete Charles Montgomery is deciding between Florida and Maryland. 5'10", 181, really uh was fortunate to take a couple of unofficial visits before the shutdown. Uh, he's from Valrico, Florida. He's headed to uh, Gainesville at this juncture, uh, it looks like, but played both running back and wide receiver. Uh, it looks like he's going to end up to Florida, but Maryland's still in the mix. We'll see where he decides to go. Uh, LSU with a nice week, getting a couple of four-star prospects. Uh, Received the verbal commitment from uh, linebacker Xavier Carter, 6'4", 200-pounder, Alabama, a bunch of other schools that were in on him. Uh, Good-looking kid. Needs to add some weight to his frame, uh, but really athletic and really move. Nice, quick burst guy, top 200 player in the 2021 class. Uh, They also received a four-star commitment from defensive end Landon Jackson. you know, uh, Alabama, um, Arkansas, and um were in the mix, but uh, along with Nebraska and Notre Dame and Washington, but he ended up going to LSU. He's he's a weak side defensive end from Texarkana, another guy that can really move, bend well, 
play at the defensive end level, 6'6", 240, with some growth room. Landon Jackson, a good get for LSU. So good good week for LSU and certainly for Tennessee. Missouri got a verbal from four-star defensive end Travian Ford, um, 6'3", 222, uh, made official visits to Illinois, Louisville, Missouri, St. Louis native, top 200 overall prospect in the 2021 class. Good get for them. South Carolina getting a verbal from four-star linebacker Trinilius, Trinilius Tatum. Georgia Tech was in pretty good position for him, or so it uh, looked. The 6'2", 206-pounder decided to go uh, and announce with South Carolina this past Thursday. So really good athlete, good get for Will Muschamp and crew. Georgia's the current front runner for uncommitted four-star tight end Brock Bowers. There are few, if any, tight ends in this class that Georgia has higher on its board, I can tell you. Penn State, Notre Dame, Cal, Oregon, or other programs to watch for the 6'4", 205-pounder from Napa, California, top 100 overall prospect in this class. Texas A&M gets a verbal uh, from um, four-star defensive end Jazian Harris, announced his commitment on Tuesday, 6'4", 215 Pound defensive end from uh, Brooklyn's Erasmus High School. Second best player in the state of New York. Uh, top 14 overall defensive ends in this country. Bit of an upset. It looked like he was going to Michigan and Ohio State. So a great get for AM getting a kid out of Brooklyn. Uncommitted four-star quarterback Caden Salter is going to announce his choice on May 10th. Looks like one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the country. Uh, Baylor always appeared to be the favorite for the for the guy, but it looks like Tennessee and their, their big run here. Let's see if they can keep it going. The balls are in really good shape, I would say, even the driver's seat uh, for young Salter. And uncommitted five-star cornerback Jason Marshall named his top three schools uh, this past Monday, and they included uh, Alabama, Clemson, Florida, uh, one of the best corners in this recruiting class, big 6'2", 180, uh, really, the the Florida got a visit from him before the shutdown, so um, little feather in their cap there. But uh, it's going to likely come down between those three: Alabama, Florida, and Clemson. All right, off to some non-recruiting news. Um, looking at guys that are coming back at places that are had good players taken off this past draft. We obviously know the talent that left uh, LSU. Jamar Chase is better than the receivers that uh, left LSU last year. Um, And I think a guy that could go really high, and we know that uh, Jordan Jefferson did as well. Very curious to see what Jamar Chase does. He can certainly improve his game, certainly going to be a bigger challenge Without Joe Burrow and Joe Brady, Miles Brennan is a different quarterback, and we'll see if they can be as effective throwing the football. But Jamar Chase is a big-time talent. Very curious to see what Jalen Waddle can do. Um, here's another guy that, to me, is in the Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs class of player. Again, without a Tua coming back, how productive can those two guys be? Those are two players that are two first-round receivers from the SEC in next year's draft. Curious to see if their production slips at all due to the quarterback play or new quarterback play. And also at Georgia, 
Uh, it looks like the redshirt freshman Xavier Truss is going to be the guy that's going to replace Andrew Thomas at left tackle. 6'7", 330, committed to Georgia back in January over Clemson and Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Um, uh, size to strength to play right away. Really good-looking player. Put some big shoes to feel. Uh, to fill. Uh, Clemson signed Florida punter uh, Tommy Townsend. Um, excuse me. The Chiefs signed Florida punter Tommy Townsend um, uh, after the Chiefs released Dustin Colquitt. So he seems like he's going to get a real good chance to win that job. Also, over the past uh, couple of days, the Ravens signed Mississippi State defensive end Chauncey Rivers. A little bit surprising he went undrafted. 6265-pounder is uh, going to get a chance to see if he can't uh, prove himself and what little offseason we have. Also, the Chiefs signed um, offensive lineman Darrell Williams, Mississippi State offensive lineman, was a guard for Mississippi State in the 18, 17 and 18 campaigns. Got really good versatility, can be a backup center guard. We'll see if he can do something and impress um, again in what little offseason we may have. Folks, again, um, appreciate you joining us each and every day. Make sure that you flip on over to listen to us to the Pro Football Show, as well as tomorrow will be ACC Football and Beyond, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest coming in um, on the national scene. Also, a reminder to give the folks at 401k Generation a call at 1-866-998-5879. License in all 50 states. Tell them that we sent you. Uh, they'll take good care of you. And make sure that you check out the scouting season offer at uh, LandryFootball.com to get all the roster breakdowns of the college and pro game. You'll be better pre- prepared than you've ever been before. Appreciate you joining us. Join us again tomorrow and talk to you over on the football show, everyone. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.